Hey, yo, would you peg a nigga for real? Whoa. Of course I would. What you mean? It's just a little sex. Wait, no. Wait, what? Community. I feel like this is a growing community. I got another whole. This community has been there, but they just really kind of just coming out of the woodworks now since it's like. It's kind of like. That's why it's a growing community, nigga. Because everybody coming out open with it. Just like the gay community, they they start growing more once they say, fuck y'all straight niggas. Well, here's a better question. Would y'all got would y'all consider that man no longer straight if he enjoys nah. being touched by a woman? Nah, no, he's not doing do, it. Anything, anything you do with a woman ain't gay. But anything you I do with a woman it. isn't gay, but I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna question you. Why? why? You, because it's just like it's just like why? Nah, I'm not gonna question Because it feels good. Mm-hmm. Shit. It, it ain't my life. business. <laughs> it ain't my business, but it's like if the if the subject come up between a group of guys, we all just out, and then they could be like, "Do y'all like getting pegged?" Because my girl pegging me, I'm just gonna. Let move. me ask you a question. Like, in, in what scenario <laughs> y'all can barely even talk about your own fucking feelings? Let me find out y'all be after the game. Like, yo, man, my bitch be pegging me, or like actually talking about some real shit. Get the like, fuck. Like you out have here. niggas that you talk about, about their sex life. You would be surprised on the conversations that men actually have. <laughs> Oh, oh wait, 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 ho, 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 So pegging ho, ho, ho. would ever come up? Has it ever come up? Real talk, real talk, because I, I didn't have this conversation with like Mark and Bell, but I can tell you this. When I was work, fucking working at Walmart, I remember uh, this dude spilt window cleaner on his like, you know, his area. He was like, oh, it fucking burns, it fucking burns. And I'm like, Yo, how the fuck does window cleaner burn? Like it ain't like it ain't go through your skin. And oh, he has herpes. Long, long story short, his <laughs> wife to cut his dick and suck on it. <laughs> Bitch, what? Wait, wait <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, she likes to cut his okay, dick. Okay, old fucking Lady Dimitrescu-ass vampire-ass he, bitch. What the fuck? Right? Yeah, that's... Definitely white. He no, no, he <laughs> lets her do it, right? So then this was me. You know, my ignorant ass, I, I kept it going because I was ass, and I was just like, yo, so is that her idea or your idea? He's like, what the fuck difference does it make? I'm like, I just want to know if it was her idea or your idea. I was fucking with him all day, and then he eventually told me, he's like, it was fucking her idea. I was like, oh, so you weren't the only nigga she did this shit to. Oh, nope, shit. Okay, Bloodborne yeah. Pathogens. I'm not, I, that's that's weird. So, I have, like, hard <laughs> lines, and I think everybody should, and, like, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like cutting a nigga dick and sucking, like, the, like that's that's a felony. Like, that's, I don't know, that, that takes it a step further than I'm willing to go. But you know what? No judgment. I'm not kink shaming. I'm kink asking why the fuck you would think of something like that. That's weird as hell. It I'm, sounds like AIDS waiting to happen. I swear to God. I swear to God. Like you, you, you really be surprised what motherfuckers into. And like, yeah, don't let a motherfucker get comfortable talking to you because they'll tell you some shit to where you just be like, whoa. And you figure out your niggas are into buff neck niggas. That's what you realize. (laughs) We all have our things, though, right? We all have our things. It's not like, you know, it's not like uh, there's somebody, everybody I'm sure in here has something fucking a little bit weird that they like that they don't really fucking discuss with other people for fear. That's about it. That's as far as I'm going. That's normal. Come on. It's normal for some people. Some people find it to be disgusting, but I'm just like, you just don't eat wild and random we ass. People childish. We call yeah. those people childish, Omar. But like, I'm like, just saying, like, in general, like, there's something. I mean, niggas is open about eating ass, which you were saying way like 10 years ago. No, nobody was talking no, about eating no. ass 10 years ago. You was probably still doing it, but you weren't fucking talking about it. Like, that's what it is. So, like, I don't, I don't try to judge. I'm just saying, like, 
hard lines do need to be drawn because that shit is weird as hell. Like you don't just go around cutting people and sucking the blood through their dick. Like that's that's intense. Like what the f- I don't See, know. That's different. It, it wasn't even that for me. I was just sitting back, just like, bro, like, like that shit, dick, and you let it, like, you let her cut it, like. And- <laughs> That's like you can get you can get it like a over the place. Yeah, you can get like a nasty you know what, infection. <laughs> yeah, seriously, the human mouths are disgusting, but that's a subject we can bring up because uh, speaking of dick cutting, I do think there are some actual male issues that uh that have some legitimate teeth and and should be discussed more. It's just uh, <laughs> I think men online <laughs> actually uh, act a little bit fucking stupid, so nobody wants to talk about it. One of them being circumcision i think it's uh i think it's weird that we cut little baby's dicks off like part of it i think that's weird as fuck but anyway we'll keep going I mean, like, oh well i just like my kneecap spit during sex so you know that's you said you like your kneecap spit on during sex i like them bit during sex yeah i like them bit during sex <laughs> What's the no? So if any I'm, ladies out there got a biting problem from kindergarten, they didn't get over. Del's your yeah, boy. Yeah, come bite this meat. Come bite this bone, baby. Come bite. It. Get but all how? that meat off this bone. How though? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of maybe a reverse cowgirl, and like she you just said, how does she bite? How does she bite my meat? I bite my knees. Yeah. Yeah, like at what point? Like does she put your legs back and go for your knees? Nah. Why would she, she put his legs she, back for that? that while she giving me head, so while she giving me head. And then I need her to be able to do it in missionary style. Figure <laughs> it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lying about it. <laughs> <laughs> it goes in there like, like that. It was a good time. <laughs> you, Thanks for having me. We knew me. you were lying. We knew you were lying. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna see how far he could go with this. This man's out of yeah. I was really like, I'm trying to look at the biology of this. I'm like, this shit ain't happening. I mean, why she, <laughs> she can bite my knees while sucking my dick. Like the only way, no, <laughs> <laughs> not at the same time, of course. To take yeah. a little break, she yeah. just got to take a little break. You just ah, yeah, real like, like yeah. reverse, reverse, reverse cowgirl is your best option, but then your knees have to be up. Nah, no, not if she got a long back. I don't know. You right. know, I feel like a tall girl could do this. I feel like I a tall girl Sarah he, back longer listen, than eight mile. What you mean? Listen, <laughs> listen, listen. But if you put any chick in this position and you lay them down, ain't their upper body past your knee at this point? Bro, she got a long neck. You remember Littlefoot from the I mean, land before like, time? You got a goddamn giraffe, nigga. Hold on, now bugging. I gotta figure this shit out. All right, I'm gonna give him a pillar. She hey, a, a, a pillar. Uh, my pillar. What the fuck is a pillar? It's my pillar. <laughs> I'm gonna hit him. You talking about the things? You talking about the things that's on buildings? The pillar? No, that's a pillar. It's my pillar. <laughs> the thing I sleep on. Mark, 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 you know your ass can't be talking about somebody talking. Nah, let's relax. Hey, fuck all of you. Yeah. Jesus Christ, that was intense. Just out of nowhere, huh, guy? I thought we made peace, Mark. Don't, Look, don't. I can't, I can't help. I can't help with some of my words. <laughs> he can barely say them, so. Fuck <laughs> you, nigga. Tart ass. We good. You just make sure. You just make sure you send this shit to me tomorrow so I can do my part. You know, I, it, I'm going to try because I'm drinking uh, Red Crush right now. 
Oh, I'm drinking. I'm drinking some Duce right now. Well, damn, alcohol. Yeah, I got some red. So I feel like I should go get something now. Now, the funny thing is, Sarah, I feel like you shouldn't call anybody alcoholic. Hey, shut your whore mouth. Shut your whore yeah. mouth. Oh, you're, you, 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 you dipping the sauce a little bit too much, huh? That, nah, she don't, she don't dip it nothing. That, you know what? <laughs> Nah, she likes to drink. She <laughs> likes to drink full bottles of alcohol and then go to the bar and buy shots on top of shots without eating for forty-eight hours. <laughs> Listen, I was real busy. I was real, real busy that day. Yeah, nigga yeah. almost died. I didn't have time to eat. I didn't have time to eat. It's never happened before. Not since like college. Y'all know <laughs> crazy that sounds. She ain't got time to eat. I did. Listen, I'm a busy lady. I'm a busy lady. Uh, I'm busy, uh, but I find a way to eat. Listen, facts. You need to eat to live. Never that busy. And my fat ass gonna eat. But I mean, what shit, I did, is this the judgment show? Or is this who gave yeah. these guys mics? Like, what the hell just happened? Y'all just gonna come down on me about eating. I just wanted to have a little drink. I had to drive several hours. I was ready to... Uh, come on now. You know what? We're not gonna tell this whole story. Several uh, is several was, is three or more. It was several. Several is three or more. You only go two. You know what? Sips I'm not going to judge by anybody light skin with that fucking that stiff ass mustache. Don't fucking talk to me no more, though. I'm not talking Ooh, to them. Spicy. Nah, no more. Hey, Sarah. <laughs> 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 Mm, I'm out of here. You gotta, you gotta, line, you gotta line that stomach up before you start drinking. No, nah, I really should have. I was just, uh, I felt bad. I was uh, causing somebody's birthday to be missed because uh, somebody stupid wouldn't just go to the bar and let me meet them there. So you know, it was, it was a lot going on that night. Well, it had to be all right. It was. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, Sarah, you want to introduce the show? Um, no, I think that would be jarring <laughs> because I have the voice of fucking Method Man and I'm a lady. Yeah, that's, that's the point. <laughs> Who gave these guys mics? And you want to go out nigga? No fuck. Welcome hey, to no, what... these guys mics. It's, it's Cool Story Dell, Bruce Lee, Roy Jenkins, and Omar Strange here. I'm going to be talking to you about current topics and the like. Um, I'm also going to do my absolute best to roast these niggas at any point possible for any possible reason so welcome to the show introduce yourself uh special guest me i am serotonin yes. serotonin the the racially ambiguous wonder just coming here for absolutely no reason because i i really don't have any <laughs> interesting insights on anything i guess these niggas just like my method man-esque voice um so i'm here thank you guys she, for got, me. she got that very white Drop some fucking bars for us. <laughs> bars. <laughs> uh, Give me a fucking smooth sixteen. I have none. I have none. I wish I could um, rap. You think? Uh, you think I still be in this fucking situation? You think I would still be working if I could rap? I have a very marketable looking face. I, I understand that about myself. There's no way I wouldn't blow up. No way. You know how many? You know how many rappers out here in the world probably kind of cute and they. Still living in Columbia, South Carolina. But are they dynamic? Are they actually interesting? Are they smart? 
Or do they just have like, you know? Yeah, yeah, fat. They look good. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Like, Rennie, she look good. I don't want to hear a rap, but she look good. Oh, Rennie, would you? Yeah, all her all her music fire on mute. <laughs> Super y'all, fire, y'all. We gonna have to cut that shit too. Chill. Oh, like Rennie can get up here. We can give her some pointers. Nah, that's my uh, that's my man's daughter's best friend. So, oh. <laughs> I can't really talk shit about Rennie Rucci at all. I really can't. Oh, we're sorry, yeah. Rennie. Definitely send that to your friend's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> we're sorry, we're Rennie. Ass. Hey, look, this is our way to make it big. She going to diss us. Let's go, niggas. Yeah, let's oh, go. You know what? I you heard your last what? song on mute. That shit was fucking fire shit. <laughs> <laughs> Relax, bro. <laughs> I saw uh, I don't know anything about the music, but I saw her TikTok challenges. I was with those. Oh, yeah. She she Ooh. did the busted challenge, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I will, I, I will give it this. Challenge. I will give it this. She came out and with a uh, a diss against Big Lotto. That shit was fire. I don't think she wrote it, but that shit was fire. I don't think Big Lotto is really great anyway, though. But like, I haven't. I don't really listen to Ronnie Ru- uh, Ruji music to be real. I, and that's know, not I, heard I don't listen to any of them. Her freestyles are better than her actual songs. Who are you talking about, Big Lotto? No, uh, Ronnie. I would never. I've never heard a song. I listen to. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't listen to any of her songs, but her freestyles be fire. But uh, I still, I don't, I still don't with listen Lotto, to. Though, I don't. I'm, I'm not a big fan either way. So it's like I wouldn't even listen to a diss track about her. I try to pay a new absolute attention. Like she's like a, um, you know, light skinned girls who like nobody ever told them when they were younger to like shut the fuck up or do any introspection. So they think everybody hates them because they're just so light skinned and so pretty. That's what Lotto reminds me of. So I don't. I don't listen to anything. I don't read any media about her or anything. I just don't. I don't have the patience for. I really don't. I can't look like a muppet. I feel you. <laughs> but uh, let's go ahead and get into this. Listen, episode thirty-one, people. I think so. If it's not, we'll figure it out. Uh, Jeff, go ahead and introduce your topic, man. We'll let you get the ball rolling. What? What? Get the ball rolling, nigga. Yeah, roll the balls. No, we let. We letting a buff neck nigga get the int- the the episode started. Come on, man. Let's go. Back in the day, we talked about that uh, on site. I'm just letting y'all know. Understand that. That's fine. Look, the thing with me is, the thing with me is, Mark's gonna throw something at you. I'm not gonna throw. Hey, next time we next time you. we get up, let's have like a boxing match. I'm not gonna be in it. I'm gonna watch, but y'all too. We just gonna jump you, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, t- I already told you what I'm doing. I'm picking up shit, so don't let it be like a foldable chair or something. I'm knocking somebody the fuck out. You know, realize WWE dreams on y'all. Y'all be crazy. Y'all listen, it's always the little ones, the little unexpected ones that'll that'll perform an upset like that. Be careful. You I'm not that little. Yes, you are. I'm one ninety. I'm one ninety eight. <laughs> you are. Oh, okay, young one. Okay. Hey, hey, hold on. Before we go, hold on. Before we go any further, hey, uh, Bruce, how much did this nigga weigh in December? <laughs> According to him, he said one ninety eight. Mm. So you telling me in seven months oh. you gained no pounds? 
No, no. My weight, my weight fluctuates because of the things I do. <laughs> because of hormones. Is that because of hormones? No, it's because I do like random shit. Like January, I did like a rock climbing contest, and that took a lot out of me. Boy, you lie so bad. Damn, you lie. You lie. You lie about stupid shit too. This nigga lie about stupid shit. I did a rock climbing. What? Not even plausible, y'all. Look, I could have let that shit ride. Somebody was going to listen to the podcast and believe that. <laughs> Nobody, where, where, everybody on earth knows you don't own a single pair of hiking boots, no climbing gear, nothing, bro. That never happened. I never free happened. climb. I don't even use the ropes and shit. Oh, okay. Okay. That little piece of shit waters over there, jungle rappers don't count, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, that's still rock climbing. This. This nigga over here climbing over the rocks in his driveway. Shut up. I got the gravel driveway. He's like, this is a lot. It's taking a lot out of me. Matter of fact, he did make it. He did. Remember that damn pigeon that couldn't fly to his crib and he was following him around? (laughs) This this nigga, he is a terrorist. You're a terrorist, Mark. I'm I'm sold that you're a fucking terrorist. Listen, he's not a terrorist. He's just a chaotic neutral. Cheers. That's it. That's just true. I bet. But uh yeah, um where y'all wanna start it? I wanna start with Miss uh I Old stay high all the time. Oh, Shakari? Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, we can do that. Yeah, since that yeah. was like the huge topic of the day. Yeah, how y'all feel about that? Like let's uh let's let's let all the guests go first. Well, goddamn. Um Yeah, man. How I feel about it, honestly, um, I wasn't surprised. I'm not saying um, by her actually smoking. I'm saying I wasn't surprised by the the actual um, response to it on social media and in general. I think people are way too happy and, and love to foam at the mouth when people fail like that. And uh, that wasn't surprising, but it was still deeply disappointing. I mean, she's a young girl. She, we gave much more grace. We we gave grace grace to fucking Ryan Lochte. He created a whole scenario that he was getting robbed so he could leave the fucking uh, Olympic Village and go get high and shit like that. But this girl, and he was still able to compete. But this girl yeah. smoked some weed in a country where it is legal, in a, in a state where it was legal. Was we don't know how long ago it was. We don't know the concentrations yet, but we all know THC stays in your system for pretty pretty long. And just to see people online that I know have never passed a drug test in their fucking lives. Like, look forward to to dragging this child down. I was like, God damn, just say you hate black women and go. That's uh, I just don't want to hear any more about that shit. But just say you hate black women and go. That's really what it is. Hmm. I made my I made my post about it today. I'm we're gonna talk about both topics anyway, but this niggas out here really praising Bill Cosby for being out of jail and condemning a chick for how she decided to deal with the loss of her mother. Right. It's it's weird, it's random. I don't get I don't get people, but I try to get past online motherfuckers who, you know, don't do shit in real life. Uh right. For me, I was uh trying to put this on a timetable because they said that they had this sample back when she uh before her uh trial run. Before she did those two you know those two trial races? Where she oh, ran so, the 1086? 
Yeah, so she smoked. So she smoked them hoes high, and then they got upset that she smoked them hoes high. I don't, I don't even care about that, bro. If they go ahead and pop her back, then she can still compete. Right. Why did they wait so long? It's like they didn't want her to race. Probably. I mean, clearly, she did that ten eight six in a uh, one meter headwind with, with weed lungs. Bro, I'm impressed. Like, get the fuck out of here. That, <laughs> I'm impressed. That's, that's, impressive. that's that's the funny part, nigga. I'm you. You ran a ten eighty six high as a kite. And then the thing is, she wasn't even leading for the first like what? Ten, probably ten the first four. Probably the first. No, nah, it was the first forty. She was behind. About the same. Yeah, her starts are ass. Yeah, it's like by by mid race is when she like turns on the jets, and that's when you see the distance. Right. If she ever, if she ever fixes her, the the starts, her uh, yeah, if she ever fixes her starts, it's a wrap. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, it's she, down for Flojo's records, and that's that's amazing. Like nobody has ever run this way. We haven't seen anybody on Earth, any woman on Earth, run this way in thirty years, and people are stressed out about a little fucking weed. Like I mean, yeah, and I, I just read today also that there's two other um, there's two other racers being disqualified, also black women. Because they tested high for unusual amounts of testosterone. And what kills uh, me about that sentiment is that, you know, black women are masculinized in every area of, of media, everywhere. You know, like we're, we're looked at as beasts of burden, even by our own men sometimes. But like in the ways that it would actually help us, like these women just having naturally high testosterone, even though we know that gender, scientifically, gender is a spectrum. People have all sorts of hormone levels for them to be disqualified for what they have naturally in their body. It yeah, just shows you how much they don't want these women to dominate sports. And they, something they, has to be done about that. I just I, like Bruce has said it plenty of times, but all black people should just pull out. I would don't say, so. know. yeah, let's make the sports interesting. Let, let's see why people try to be as explosive, as dominant, as athletic. Um, as as black like without us, let let's just see. Let's see what they can do. It wasn't Time even to entertain us. I just love when people like to sit back and say, like you know, like telling LeBron, "Shut up and dribble." You know, football players, you don't need to make a stand. You make a million dollars. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So if you don't really support black athletes and you don't support their message, I want all black athletes to pull out. And then when America turns into that sorry ass country, athletic wise, right. They love you the know. praise as long as, as long as you are scoring touchdowns, shooting, shooting three pointers, and whatever the fuck we doing. <laughs> as long as we doing that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that guy. I love that guy. You take a stand on something. Oh, what the fuck? I I didn't pay for that. I don't want to see that shit. Nah, fuck that. Or you have a bad game and they're ready to shoot your ass. Especially if you play in Boston. <laughs> nah, that's Pennsylvania uh, too. Them, them niggas, especially hey, college, Penn State niggas be wild. Low key, that's everywhere because you gotta remember when LeBron first signed with the Lakers, and he was moving out there. When he first moved out, they had he had a nigger spray painted on his fence. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of these places, racist as shit. And then you got everywhere. Yeah, well, to, everywhere. Basically, it goes back to what Sarah said too, because then you got our own people, fucking Jason Whitlock. Who you know right. when, the, when, the story, when that story of LeBron broke about you know him having a uh, nigger spray painted on his fucking um, on his fence? Jason Whitlock tried to say that's not even a racial thing. 
That's just an inconvenience. <laughs> it's just an inconvenience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it lynched. It's just an inconvenience. It wasn't a hate crime. Like, what the fuck? He says, if you're rich, is if you're rich, you don't experience racism. You just experience inconveniences. And I'm just like, you are one black dude who needs to be slapped the fuck out. Like, what do you mean? It's an inconvenience that somebody just randomly pulled up to my house and spray painted nigger on my like what? It's like, the, and then they, they leave out the most important part is the truth is this shit hurts and it's not just damaging to uh, the person who's being assaulted or insulted in that moment. Like the, them spray painting that on LeBron's gate isn't just damaging to LeBron. It's damaging to everybody who has to see it. It's damaging to everybody who knows about it. I mean, I don't think black people need reminders of their status in this country. So to say that it's an right. inconvenience... I mean, it's just so dismissive and so uh, so tone deaf to the to the climate and, and the history of what like people in this country have been through for 500 years now. Mm-hmm. And, and to say that, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm not um, I'm not one to feel sorry for rich people. I generally don't. I make it a point not to. But to say that you don't have any empathy for somebody that that happens to that man has children. What are his children going to look at? That's that's my biggest thing. He talking about some it's just an inconvenience for LeBron. Like, fam, I think when LeBron moved out there, his oldest son was like eleven or twelve, and he had a three or four year old daughter. Like, nigga, what? How is he supposed to make his family feel safe? And that's the insidious nature of like racial terrorism in that way, right? Is that and he lived. He lives in a and he lives in a very rich neighborhood. That's the crazy part. It's not like he just out it here. It could have been somebody. It could have been somebody, somebody that lived right there. <laughs> right. More, more than likely, it was. But it's just the fact of it's an inconvenience. Like no nigga, he he went to go live in a great neighborhood for this reason, and the shit still happened. Like nigga, what? Yeah, and that's the true emasculation of I think black men in this country. Right? It's the inability to make your family feel like they're safe is that constantly being snatched from you. I think that's what really gets to the heart of it, right? It's not, uh, you know, men in wigs or anything or, or, or gay folks like a lot of people say online, right? It's that. It's that insecurity of not knowing whether or not you'll be able to protect your wife and children or your family. Right. Like, we, we like you know, what if that escalated while he was on the road or something like that? Exactly. It's just like, and it's just like you said, he went to a a, you know, a nice, safe neighborhood to get away from shit like that. And then you, you still have to deal with it. Like, you make right. millions of dollars every year and still got to deal with shit like that. Exactly. That's why I'd say there's no real respite or, uh, or there, there's no break from the racial violence against black people in this world at this point. There's no break from it. You, you can't separate yourself via, you know, via real estate. You can't separate yourself via economics. And that's why I say, you know, it doesn't matter how respectable you are or how much you are loved for being an entertainer. None of that really matters, ultimately, because you will always be viewed as what you are. And to them, that's something less than. Facts. Big mm-hmm. facts. Big facts. Goddamn, this guy heavy as hell, didn't it? Shit. Back to Shikari, like, for, for me, like I said, it was just it was just a timing for me. Like I said, the more I looked into it, I'm like, they had it. Like, she peed before competition. So, literally, right after her first race, you could have checked it. Right after the second race, you could have checked it. Y'all waited this fucking long 
And then now, because you popped her here, she can't get in the Olympics. Right. I think the timing was off. You know, like I said on your post, a matter of fact, uh, Bruce, I, I I didn't really trust it when the Jamaican publication was the first to it. And I'm Jamaican. I'm not trying to be a hater. I'm Jamaican too. But I'm just saying, like, I, I was like, Bumble suspicious. This shit suspicious. So I don't trust that. Mm-hmm. They was too eager to put that shit out. How are you going to be the first one breaking it four hours before anybody else could confirm? I don't trust that. You know, it was a legit, legit four hours too. It really was. Hey. I saw it on Twitter. I was like, come on now. TMZ ain't even said this shit. And Harvey don't give a fuck oh. about no morals. They don't give the a fuck fun- about nothing. The funniest part is we were trying to record last night and we was talking about it. Mark was like, yeah, man, you know, it's only a Jamaican publication talking about it. And as soon as he said that, like five minutes later, he was like, oh, nope, never mind. It's on Yahoo. Up, oh, it's getting popped <laughs> up now. Oh my God. Oh. It's like, it's like all, all of us Googled it and one by one, more and more started getting it. CBS. Right. Because, <laughs> like, at first, I thought this shit was fake. Like, I was like, nah. I did too. Shit. I did too. I was like, nah, this shit ain't, this shit ain't real. It ain't no reliable source. And then all of a sudden, shit just started popping up everywhere. I said, fuck. Um, you know so, what? Uh, like I, I don't know. I was I, I've learned to shut my mouth in those situations because like new facts always come out. So I was like, I'm gonna wait on it. I ain't even gonna say too much about this shit. I'm gonna wait because I was about to hop out the gate like y'all are just slandering her good name out here. I say it all the time because uh same thing with that Biz Marquis shit. You know, everybody was right. already reporting him dead. Like it's too many people trying to be first that they don't care if they're right or wrong. Right, there's Hold no journalistic on, integrity anymore. We've passed that stage. That's just got to stop. My only thing, but here's my only thing, though. Who is the person that's inside his circle putting this shit out there? Because there's no way that it, just a random person woke up and was like, oh, this Marky dead. Like, who in his circle is putting that out there? Uh, like, you, you would the be surprised. I really hate. No, no. I, I, think, I really do think sometimes it's random because remember I told you about that Sinbad shit? What's in bad where he ain't got the movie? No, no. Remember when Sinbad, <laughs> they, they literally had a report out there that Sinbad had died. And then like later on that day, he did a comedy special. He he addressed that. He's like, yo, this motherfucker said I was dead and everything. <laughs> I'm <laughs> telling you, some, somebody in his circle or something happened. Like, I'm telling you. Like, that's that's just mad weird to just randomly pick Biz Marquis yesterday. Like, we ain't heard it's not. That I mean, God knows how long. Think about it. A nurse in the in the area he's in in the hospital calls her mm-hmm. home girl like, "Hey, Bismarcky in here is looking like he's not going to make it." She calls the publication and says, "Hey, man, Bismarcky dead." And that's all. Yeah, that's all it takes. takes. I mean, like we're not. Think about how fast fake news spreads on Facebook, bro. Like, come on, people believe lies all the time with no fucking problem, and and journalists no longer have the integrity to fact check. And so look, it it goes the out. Crazy part is though, I remember when TMZ reported Kobe died. I didn't believe that still. Yeah, when I first yeah, seen that shit, I was like, this this no. is this is fucking crazy. Like when Mark was telling us, I was over here like, man, it's not bullshit. <laughs> my, my mom called me. Right, I, think once, I think once my sister told me, I believed it because she like a huge Kobe fan. And she was like, oh, man, I'm so hurt right now. Like Kobe died in a, a helicopter crash. And I'm like, shit. Like this yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, this shit's really, really fucking happened. Like I thought, it, you know, like, like people just start rumors and shit. And I was like, damn. And then like everything just started to come out. And I started seeing it on the news. So I was like, fuck. 
But I was mm. definitely checking. I was definitely checking everywhere. I don't know, man. But shout out Shakari, man. She uh, she she took that head on. She said, mm-hmm. "Look, I I knew I I knew what I was doing. I ain't gonna blame nobody. That's my mistake. I won't let it happen again." It's just weed, though. I mean, I know there's rules, I don't think she but should be it's just literally just. It's really just weed. Like weed is not a super a supernatural. Like it, it doesn't give you super strength. Because I know when right. I get high, I'm ready to go to bed. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna keep it real with you, fam. Because like this this uh this is random, I guess, but it's not. Weed has been a, a scapegoat for God knows how long. They use weed to help Tony Stewart get away with murder. So right, they said he was high. No, the driver got out of his car and was on the track. Like, cause Tony Stewart, like, Tony Stewart wrecked this guy, and instead of you oh, know, yeah, I remember that, stood on the track. Now I don't know how many race cars are on the track, but all of them missed him except for Tony Stewart. Right, Tony, it's like thirty. Tony, Tony Stewart. So Tony Stewart wrecked him, and when he came back around, he hit him and he killed him. And then they said they found trace amounts of THC in his system, which means that his judgment wasn't really there. And that's, you know, they just pretty much said, yeah, that's the reason why he died. And I'm like, bro, if you smoke too much, you are paranoid. He would have never made it in a fucking car. Right. Let alone get let alone get out and get on a track where cars are going over 200 miles per hour. Hold on. They said the dude that Tony Stewart killed was high? Yeah. Wow. And it impaired That's all his it judgment. takes. I mean, it's, I, yeah, I think it, it, impaired, it impaired his judgment. So pretty much, Tony Stewart's in the clear for hitting. And that was a straight murder. Like he mowed that man down. Honestly, like everybody else misses him. But like, please tell me, you wrecked him. And then when he got back on the track, let's just say thirty-two. You're telling me thirty-one cars missed him, except for the guy that wrecked him. Come on now. Here, here's my question: After the wreck. How did you have time to go back around and hit this man? They're going 200 miles per hour. Like you got plenty of time. No, no I'm saying they, they, keep, they keep going. They keep going until the um, until the uh, uh, what's that car? The pace car comes out to slow everybody down. Fam, you know, usually when an accident, usually when an accident happens and you got a chance to go around for another full lap, that rarely ever happens, though. Like you never see that. No, if no, an accident happens. They'll on, stop. On, no, no, it depends on what type of wreck it was. It was one on one thing. Literally, it's like he just ran them off. That nigga had to be in the back of the line then, because nigga, that's wild. All I know Talk is Tony he Stewart. Got, he got back on that track, and like I said, I don't know. I don't know. The, the total amount of cars, but everybody missed them except for Tony. Except. Nah, Tony's still a trash for that. Yeah, murder. Big trash. Murder. And THC Big isn't trash. enough. And what kills me about that is like with drug testing, anybody knows it works off like a half life, right? Just like a mm-hmm. carbon dating. So it never leaves your system completely. It just gets infinitesimally smaller over time. Mm-hmm. So if it's trace amounts, <laughs> this is weed he smoked, you know, 30 days ago, 15 days ago. Mm-hmm. That's not affecting his judgment at that time. Like, that's, that's <clears throat> wild to me. It's like anything to justify, you know, and glorify who we want. Like, that's the thing. And I just didn't like the, the social that's media exactly. response to this kid, you know? Well, I well, think, when it comes yeah. to I think I, in... in 2021 people still shouldn't be getting 
you know, getting kind con- con- can't even get the fucking word out. Consequences for smoking weed. It's like it's legal in nineteen states. It's a recreational drug. You get prescribed by doctors with people f- with certain conditions. People with epilepsy get prescribed weed. So it's just like to me, I honestly don't think people should get consequences for it. Especially like this. It's like if it wasn't a performance enhancing drug, she shouldn't get she shouldn't get suspended for it to me. It's it's not a performance enhancing drug, but I have to count on that because it can mess up your judgment and shit. So depending on like, cause like but I'm just saying, like I drive trucks. If I did that high, I'm pretty sure I'm fucking something up. But yeah, hold on, it's just like, you'll, hold you'll, on. You'll, why, have, why? Hold on, Mark. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It can mess up your judgment. So you telling me she was high and her judgment was, since I'm high, I'm going to run faster than I can usually run. No, no, no. She's not, he's not, I don't think he's justifying it in that sense, though. I think what he's saying is that it's not, well, I'll let you speak for yourself, my bad. Yeah, Mark is pretty much just saying it should be legal. Yeah, like, like at this point, it should be legal, especially, like, when you have people doing... So, but, but how do you, how do you regulate it? Like, am I allowed to come to work high? That's the thing. I mean, if we study it like, as much as we study alcohol, now we know alcohol, for instance, even in my job, I'm not going to say my job, but I work in corporate America, right? Mm-hmm. If I you find out... White man. <laughs> I do. I work for the man. <laughs> but <laughs> if, I, uh, if I work... Well, if I have a, an agent or a representative who I suspect of being inebriated during their job duties, right? What happens is I escalate that issue and they have to go to counseling or they lose their job, right? Whereas if I find... No, uh, listen. Whereas these are the rules. If I, if I find out that somebody has a blunt or even if I can smell it on them at work, I have the right to terminate pretty you know, expeditiously in those situations. And it's because uh, I don't agree with it at all. But the justification is because, you know, one is illegal and one is not. Now, if it were still in a legal sense, because we have branches that are, of course, in pretty much all 50 states, we have uh, we have operations there, right? Uh-huh. If this happens in a legal state, they still have that right to terminate. And that's what's wild to me, because we just don't have the information to study how THC affects the system, because it's been, you know, so demonized and illegal for so long. And I think that's the real, you know... That, that's the real issue here. We need to study weed and its effects as much as we study as much as we study alcohol because we know alcohol is damaging. We just don't treat alcoholics the same way we treat any other type of person that's suffering with addiction. And that's not really fair. They're, they're, they're both a problem. You know what I'm saying? If somebody has a problem, they have a problem. But like we, we treat alcohol like it's something separate when it's literally the most damaging drug of all. As y'all drink all your drinks right now. As as y'all drink all your drinks, you fucking alcohol. Hey, look, everybody take a sip of their drink. Everybody take a sip of their drink. I was actually sipping while she was talking. So. <laughs> I'm drinking coconut water, so I don't know what y'all talking about. Yeah, I'm drinking, I'm drinking wine, so I that eight that coconut eighteen hundred don't count as coconut water. You can stop lying nah, on this podcast. Nah. Right? He be drinking coconut water for real. Yeah, no. You know, like he does. He told me to get some coconut water one time that had coconut chunks in it, and it was disgusting. Yeah. No, this, first of all, first of all, this nigga Mark got coconut juice. Was it, it, was co- it was water. Stop the bullshit. You got coconut juice. Like the thing is, I sent you a picture of the can, whole nine, and you still got the wrong shit. 
<laughs> Maybe I glanced <laughs> and just grabbed. Let's keep it real. The black jeans and you kicked in and you couldn't get masters bought juice because it said juice on the fucking can. Okay, I I, I will admit that I, I seen coconut and the, the the can looked fancy and I grabbed it. <laughs> he was like, "Oh, this should look expensive. I'm about to grab yeah. this." <laughs> like, I, it was in a Mexican section, so I thought it was authentic. Sir, you got to understand. I literally sent this nigga the picture of the can, and he still got the wrong shit. This man was drinking cream of coconut, shit. and then look, and then and then had the nerve to come back to the chat like, "Nigga, you lied to me. This shit, man." <laughs> like, and I'm over here like, the "Fuck you, drinking? I ain't say get that." <laughs> Bro, I, I started drinking it, and I thought it was bugs in it. I just started spitting it out because it was just chunks <laughs> of coconut in it. Yeah, this nigga here is nuts, man. <laughs> out of control. Out of control. control. I really y'all want to get to um, y'all y'all want to get into pop. America's black dad, Fun pops out of jail. Yeah, man. Jeez. Now my thing, my thing. I bet you do. My thing is the prosecutors that actually got him out of jail got to be two of the dumbest niggas I know. Hold on, you mean his Just, lawyers are the ones who fucked up? The the two that actually got him out, his lawyers really didn't have to do much. They they did their due diligence, of course, but the two that actually fucked up, that got him out. So you talking about the two that fucked up there? Because his lawyers, yeah, his lawyers lawyers found out what he, you know, the fuck they they found out what happened. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, how do you how do you first of all, this man admitted to doing it. But then y'all still try to like pursue, like. <sighs> I mean, I think I'm this is even. a prime example of how the justice system works, though, right? Everything what? is pleaded out. Nobody wants to actually work, and nobody wants to take things to trial because there's such a backlog of these types of cases. And this one was high profile. Everybody just wanted it over and done with. What he said in that deposition was a civil case, and he admitted to he admitted to everything he was suspected of, right? But they had already given him, I wouldn't say immunity, but they had already cut a deal with him on it. So they had to, to go by that deal. And I think that's but a you, huge miscarriage. But you, but you don't go by that deal and you send your client to all his trials with every other woman. Like, why would you do that? Uh-huh. Like, that's stupid to me. No, the, I'm talking about the prosecutors. They, they made the deal with him. Like, the, it is what yeah, it is. No, no, no but I, it, was, it was it was what the deal had in it. But like I said, I, had, I went research on this. So the they pretty much had him cornered, and then they pretty much said, "If you just admit that you did it, we will let you go." Right. And and so he said, "Yeah, no." He said, "I'm fine." You know, he was going to pay the fine, and then um, he was going to settle out of court. But the thing is, it was something about they couldn't settle until they actually because you know seventy women came forward. So what they did was with those 70, they literally started going through their testimonials and finding out who was lying, who was not. Just so when it come down to the actual settlement, who we have to pay and who we're not going to pay. Right. Mm-hmm. At that time, a different prosecutor decided to charge him. Taking all the information that the first prosecutor gave him. So this deal is on the table. He accepted this deal. Mm-hmm. But the second, the second prosecutor comes and says, I'm just going to, you know, null and void this whole shit and get this shit done. Now, 
in my opinion, Cosby's lawyers fucked up because that's that's a loophole that they should have exposed in the beginning. Right. But, and so he should have got out or he should have never been went in in the first place. You know, he's a guy, he's still a rapist, though. I want everybody to know my, my opinion. Though. He's still a fucking rapist. And right. But he should have never went in. But the fact that he went in, did whatever time he did do, and then boom, here comes his lawyers like, yeah, these loopholes, boom, boom, boom. And just like Sarah said, this is a this is the American justice system. It's trash. It's like I want to say because it's like I want to say, damn, look, a black man finally got you know a black man was finally the benefit of a fuck up in the American justice system. But I just didn't want it to be him. Listen, I'll be honest with you though, Bruce. Like we even that kind of thought process is a little bit damaging, right? Because the truth yeah. is, when it comes to sexual assault cases, so little of them are actually prosecuted that this, like, idea, I think that... So, uh, well, let me say this. The reason a lot of Black people, I think, still support Bill Cosby, Black men in particular, is because Bill Cosby puts everybody in an uncomfortable pers- uh, position, right? He's wealthy and powerful. He's America's dad. But he also did these horrible things. Now, he wasn't in a back alley, you know, strong arming bitches or anything like that. Right. But he definitely did something that was uncomfortable. And I think a lot of the times with men, I mean, it was rape. Let me just out and out say that. Right. But I think with men, sometimes it makes you have to examine some of your own interactions with women. And I think that makes a lot of men uncomfortable. So rather than face that truth and do the work and do the introspection, a lot of the times they're just blind supporting this coupled with the fact that, you know, he was such a positive figure and he paid for so many people to go to college and he did all these wonderful things. He did all of those things and he still raped. And both of those can be true. And I think we have a trouble with that in the black community is, you know, deifying our celebrities that gave us these positive images over the truth of who they are. And when that happens, like we, we get put in these situations that, you know, people are, are at each other of their throats about something that is just simply true. If he admitted to it, it's true. And I think it does a disservice to uh, either his victims or victims all over the, you know, all over the world, survivors of sexual assault or abuse to really even go into the, the details of how he was able to get off because it doesn't matter. The truth is, this is a reality for 95 percent of victims out of there out there like across the world sexual assault is so minimally prosecuted like out of a thousand 25 make it to court out of that we get five convictions like this is statistical fact so this idea i think that you know that men are like oh what if i'm falsely accused that's not even going to come into play my guy you're you're not even going to get arrested for it you can pretty much rape with with no issue in this country in this world because, you know, just choose your victim. Think about what people have said about his victims. Oh, it's a cash grab. You know, these are gold diggers. Why did they wait so long? All that shit. Women see this shit. This has always been our reality. It shouldn't be surprising to anybody else. True. And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> it's, it's, just like R- it's just like R. Kelly with me. Like, R. Kelly should have been away a long time ago. That's my thing. When it's not a secret, like when everybody knows what the fuck you were doing, and then like like th- this whole uh, what the, was that VH1 that did that fucking movie on him or whatever the fuck it was? That, oh, it was like Lifetime. Well, Kelly, you talking about R. Kelly or yeah, that that, that R. Kelly it was Lifetime. It was Lifetime. Uh, no, it, you can see, Wait, see I, I thought that was 
No, not, when, they, yeah, when they had all the women coming forward. That was a lifetime. R. Kelly. I thought that was VH1. No, that was no, lifetime. lifetime. All right. Well, either one network probably probably the same damn network knowing how the fuck this shit is going now. Great anyway, uh, yeah. But uh for me it was just like when this stuff was coming out and then all of a sudden you see all these Facebook posts, Instagram posts and Twitter posts, oh my God, I can't believe this and Robin R. Kelly. I can't believe he did his women like this. And I'm sitting back like are y'all really? like <laughs> I know I'm I know I'm old, but I'm sitting back like y'all trying to tell me that y'all are really just now finding out about this. Yeah, R. Kelly should have been locked up when he was fucking with Aaliyah. No, yeah, no, he married he Aaliyah. When he married, yeah, married, yeah, married, yeah, married Aaliyah. And I, I also blame the parents on that one, too. But it's just like, what, Aaliyah was, what, 16? 15, wasn't she? 15 no, or 16? 15. 15. Mm-hmm. So you telling me all these people that were surrounded in that situation, all adults, just look past it. Like, come on. So it's just like, it's not like nobody didn't know. It's just R. Kelly was who he was at the time, and nobody said anything. But no, but that's the thing. First of all, you knew he married Aaliyah at 15. That's documented. Lock him up there. Cool. That don't happen. You take the nigga to court. You see he pisses on a girl that's underage. Cool. He gets off on that. How does, how does, that, how does that happen? Did you see how he got off? Yeah, um, I don't yeah, care. Florida I, fucking well, I, that wasn't anybody well, else's girl. Florida. No, no, no. They literally, they literally, in the video, they tried to say it was all granny, so you couldn't prove it was him, right? But the one thing that they literally put everything into was it was a mole on his back that was no that that wasn't on his back when they when they asked him to take his shirt off. And I'm like, if you let me delay my trial for three or four years, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a mole removed. I'm that gonna, gonna be fucking removed. It's done. Yeah, no, it's the same thing. But but guys, it's like even before that, even before they make it to the 2008 trial, which was delayed by four years, mind you, that's the like the longest yeah. rape trial <laughs> ever, right? His lawyers did a phenomenal job on that, unfortunately. But by the time they got there, the evidence that they found in Florida, bags and bags of tapes of him with underage girls. I mean, ba- duffel bags full, right? Mm-hmm. All that had to be thrown out. Because that wasn't under the, the the purview of the actual warrant at the time. So we lose all of that evidence. We get that kicked out, that kicked out, that kicked out. And then when you listen to the jurors, a man straight up said, I just didn't, I didn't believe those girls. I just didn't believe those girls. Uh, that's why I say, like, that idea is damaging. Like, it costs you nothing to believe the victim. Have y'all seen, it costs you nothing. Have y'all seen that fucking, y'all seen that fucking episode of uh, Boondocks when they talked about this? Yeah, right. when uh, Hugh, <laughs> exactly. when Hugh, when Hugh, when Huey said he was pissing on an underage girl, he don't give a damn if you like his music. Yeah, yeah. that's that's actually one of my favorite episodes too. Me too. No, it was genius. No, no, but it was what Riley was saying. Like Riley was literally yeah. like, if I, "If I peed on you, can't you just move?" So move? clearly, wouldn't you move if you didn't want to? <laughs> that's literally how I was sitting there listening to people and their excuses. I'm sitting there like, "Yo, I'm really living in a fucking Boondocks episode." Niggas is really like. Nah, it's man. any excuse, man. It's any excuse, any justification. Like it wouldn't matter. Like, so if, if rape isn't an issue and rape culture isn't an issue, then why do women in Muslim countries still get raped? They're covered from head to toe. They're in hijab, niqab. They're in uh, straight up burqas. You know what I'm saying? Like that, they're, they're in all that, those. So why are they still getting raped? Rape is an issue. 
I, I know it's a good ass question. It's never the woman. It's never anything the the woman or the excuse me the person because men get sexually assaulted too. It's never anything the child does. It's the fault of the raper. The the raper. Fuck the rapist. Is the is the fault of the rapist, right? Like we say that about everybody though. Like it's always when we like whoever's being accused, any justification will will fly, and everybody's just cool with it. And that's the problem. That's why these women don't come forward for 20 years. It, it really doesn't matter when you come forward. It doesn't matter. Like this. I'm say like this. I'm going to speak on my family. I'm not going to speak on y'all family. I don't know anything about y'all's family when it comes to this right here. And I'm going to say the black community, but I'm not talking about everybody. I'm going to speak on my family, what I've heard from other families. In my family, I have heard this statement. Don't leave them kids with uncle such and such. You know, he can't be around kids. Now, my, my whole thinking has always been, why the fuck is uncle such and such here? Then? Right. Why is he still invited to Thanksgiving? Yeah, why? Because like, you hear something like that and I'm just like, so this nigga a whole creep and ain't nobody going to do nothing about it. I think it goes to the, you know, like that a lot can be said for our unwillingness to ostracize these members of our families and our communities, right? Like, If you're not even going to speak out against your family, what, like, that's... If, if you can't speak out against your family, what, why, why would like these random strangers and when all this other stuff happen and you wonder why women don't have the courage to say something because like you don't even believe that your own family is doing this. Right. No, they believe I mean, it. They just they just not going to do anything about it. That's what I'm saying. So so why would a woman come? It's just like, you know, we're not going to go against family. Bitch, what? <laughs> not, I mean, there's a larger truth to that, too, Mark. And I, I agree. We're not going to go against family, but it's also a larger truth of it. And I, I think Chappelle touched on it in one of his standups. As mean as black men can be to their own communities when it comes to these issues, right? Because we've had several black ma- male serial killers, the most prolific of which, a matter of fact, 90 plus victims, right, was a black man. As mean as black men can be to their own communities, we know in our community what police do to black men. So when we say, like, protect black women, it's because we're already doing. Uh, you know, it's sick, it's sick, but we're already doing our part in protecting black men from the violence that they could face, face from the white community on that. But we I'm don't do a good job of protecting black women and children. We I, do a terrible job of it. I've always stood on my own for the most part. And I I'm, hate you niggas that don't do that. Y'all trash. Because I'm going to keep it real with you, fam. If you a black dude out here doing this that I know about, if I don't lay you down, and my homies don't lay you down, I will call the fucking cops, bro. Because this, this shit, my own personal opinion, and I say this loud and proud, if you are convicted of rape, uh, child molestation, anything in that category, and you are found guilty, I don't want you going to jail. I want two in the back of your head. We're going to go ahead and chop you up and feed you to the pigs. We, I, we feel like, I, I feel like all child molesters should be killed. No, that's, just my, that's just my opinion. I'm not talking about in no damn humane type way. No, like, uh, well, let's wait 30 days. We're going to get the electric chair. No, right then and there, he's guilty. We're going to go right out this door and put two in your head. I want to stone niggas. I don't want to do that. I, 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 I do. South Carolina brought back the firing range. I will let loose on the firing range. Nah, I, will, I want you to suffer. Gunshots is, gunshots is too, that's, that's too easy. I no, it's not because I'm not. I'm gonna shoot from the toes up. No, no, that's the problem. Stone niggas. 
imagine imagine twenty <laughs> niggas imagine twenty niggas shooting one man or twenty niggas throwing rocks at one man for eight hours. I think we can bring back Stoning. Stoning was a big thing in the Bible. They stoned everybody. I, I want I niggas to suffer. I want you to feel everything while I'm giving a speech for every rock I'm throwing at you. Like, that's what I want. I don't want to shoot you. Because I'm going to shoot 20 niggas shoot you. You dead in about five seconds. No, sir. Let's stone this nigga. Give him a I speech. think we have some, like, complicated... Uh... I don't know. I, I think there's some complications when it comes to some of this stuff, right? So while I want all pedophiles to die, right? They should. I do. Like in in a, in a lot of ways, like I, I really do. I don't think um, anybody that actually hurts children has uh, redeemable qualities in that way. Like purposefully does that or purposefully enters into mm-hmm. a a rape with a child, right? At the same time, though, there is a population of people, right, who are sexually attracted to children which is fucking disgusting right not done anything yet they are trying they are trying to branch pedophilia with the lgbt community and the lgbt community for for 30 years it says we don't got nothing to do with that shit right (laughs) so i I wish people would stop conflating the two but how are you sexually hold on hold on how are you sexually attracted to children Oh, because because if we understood, we'd be pedophiles, bro. Like that's that's, what what makes it worse is when they use scripture to justify it. You know what I see when I look at kids? The old kings used to marry fourteen-year-olds. Well, that was their pedophilia. Because because their their uh their thought process back then. Or how they justified a, a a child going to be a woman is that oh her period came on so now she's a woman so yeah she yeah she was grown at that point in time yeah grown. so once her period came on she's a woman now so I could marry her or would do whatever I mean that's that's still the case now you guys would be surprised by the amount of child brides happening in America at this fucking moment like at this like, in several states like, it's legal for a fourteen year old to be married as long as her parent signs off on it. Or they're and, and they get TV Listen. shows TLC, right? Yeah, Listen, y'all remember that Courtney about... Scott and shit? I felt bad for that kid. I felt look, bad. Man, when I look at kids, I think of three letters, and it's FTK. Fuck, Fuck them kids! <laughs> Fuck them kids! But look, but look, but look—they trying to do that literally. Yeah. No, I'll, <laughs> Straight up. Like, I, look, it's, I look it, at kids and I want to punch them in the chest because they're annoying as shit. God, there's somebody's father, y'all. Wow. This is somebody's father. This is aggressive. <laughs> I tell my son that all the time. I still love my little nigga, though. But yeah, not, I, I, as, as, as my, as my, I think we have a lot of work to do when it comes to this. Yeah, as my daughters get older, um, I realize how sick niggas are because my oldest daughter works Sonic, and um, she just turned 17. But she said most of the guys that try to talk to her are adults. Old men um, dudes this out of high school because she's still, she's still in high school and she just tells them, she's like, I'm, well, when she was 16, she was like, I'm 16. They'd be like, oh, that's fine. And she'd be like, no, nah, that's weird. Like, go, go somewhere. And, you know, she said she has dudes hit on her on a daily basis and they're all over age. 
So I always get on my daughter. Yeah, I always get on my daughters about, you know, I always get on them about what they drink, what they wear and all kinds of stuff. And my oldest daughter, she's very knowledgeable of a lot of things. So she's like, it doesn't matter what I wear because most it of these females, like, she's like, most of these females that get raped can be covered head to toe and still get raped. Yeah, you literally just said that, but it's just like, even my oldest daughter knows she's 17 and she was like, she don't dress inappropriately. It's just that I'm a dad. So, of course, anything to me is always too much. So, but actually, <laughs> yeah, like, nigga, why do you have on a tank like, top? What is that? A kneecap showing? Yeah, like, why do you have on a tank top? Go put on a you know, long sleeve shirt. Go put but, on a hoodie right, right now. I don't care right. if it's 95 degrees. Go put right. on Where's yeah, the so trench coat? It's, it's, <laughs> it's 110 degrees outside. This nigga Mark saying, hey, now nah, you got to go put on this this turtleneck, my baggy sweatpants, and some tube socks. Get <laughs> some Tim's on. Bro, my daughter, my daughter had biker shorts on. I was like, yo, what the hell are you got on? You better no. go put on some pajama pants. <laughs> So I don't like that's that. something to be said for that, Mark. I'm, I, I'm really glad you brought that up because, like, you know, I've, um, I've looked the same way since I was 12 years old. A little bit skinny, Wait, but I've been six feet tall. I've been six feet tall. I've been six feet since I was 12 years old. Like, so this is my, my normal, right? But I remember. Andre the giant hit ass. Listen, <laughs> listen. D1 children out this ass. I don't even want to hear it. But, um, like guys, like what what happens a lot of times, and I wish I had another woman on here to to really discuss this because this is an interesting topic to me. I, I do remember like first starting to get male attention even before puberty, even before I reached my full height, even before I developed. But then after puberty, it ramped up to a level that was insane. Like I would have men stop on the streets, and I'm not, you know I'm just a regular looking person. You know what I'm saying? Like so. It was really, uh, it was flattering. And at that young age, I, th- I thought it, I was very, very flattered by it. Now it's horrifying. But I remember even reaching the point of 18 and 19 and feeling like I fell off because I wasn't getting the same attention. I, I still looked exactly the same. I thought, you know, I had some money. My fashion was better. I was looking better to me. But then it, re- it really hit me. These niggas were not interested in me because of anything I was doing. They were interested in my age. And that's what shows you like how deeply fucking rooted pedophilia and rape culture is in this particular society that we're living in right now. It wasn't anything I did. I didn't look any different. I didn't I have more resources. If anything, I have more things to offer after 18, of course. But they were you simply interested in me because of that age. A little bit. You had a little bit of money in your pocket. Yeah, always, you know, baby. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like big but, money. No, I'm just saying, like, that that's really what it is. And it, it, it really showed you. I, I mean, I remember being so flattered at 16, you know, like, because a, a 22-year-old man was interested in me because that's still a problem as well. I think that's something that we overlook a lot. We have these young women in, in relationships before they have any know-how or resources with these men. And it, it sets them up for abusive situations. And it's not just, you know, the daddy issue thing. I have a fantastic relationship with my father and my stepfather, literally my best friends on earth. But it's really that male attention that you get so groomed to getting used to. And before I used to have an attitude and then some, I remember older women saying, oh, girl, you should be flattered. You know, you're so cute. You're so pretty because of that. And it, it's just the things that we tell our younger women in this country, the, the, the things.
tell you know black girls and brown girls about how they should view that type of attention is horrifying so that's why we get all these pick me's and we get these men who think it's completely normal to date a teenager even paul walker fast and the furious paul walker before he died y'all want to know do you guys know how old his girlfriend was anybody can guess was she 17 or 18 she was 16 years old and they had been together a year he was 33 years old and we normalize shit like that all of the fucking time. Nobody even thinks twice about it. Nobody. You know the crazy, twice. the crazy part about Paul Walker though. I always thought that like he was gay. So actually, <laughs> find out he had a girlfriend. <laughs> to actually, find out he had a girlfriend is amazing. He had a daughter. But it's terrible that. But it's terrible that he had a girlfriend at the age of sixteen. That's gross. I he was, and he had a daughter too. Who was, I think, what, 13 when he died? Wait. Think wait, about wait, that, wait. y'all. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They were whoa. theoretically so in the same school. The bus is going to school together. But, and that's uh, fucking that's... normal. That's, that's normal to a lot of people. I, I mean, especially in these Hollywood circles, but even in the you know, even regular people. Yeah, Hollywood's terrible. Don't get me wrong. But even with regular people, this shit is deeply fucking normalized. And that's mm-hmm. the fucking problem. And because we, we have such an appetite for it, we're so used to it. People really don't even bat an eye at shit like that. And it really does a disservice to women and children out here or anybody who's a victim of that because it happens to young boys too. Like a lot of, I hear niggas say that all the time. Like, oh yeah, now nah, I just started fucking early. Oh, you mean that 30 year old woman? No, uh, like, you're yeah. fucking early. You're raped, bro. Like, yeah, like I'm, I'm real protective of my children. Um, like my daughter's, even my son. And that's just because, like, I think um, just growing up, they normalized, you know, us, you know, getting pussy early. Right. And, like, you know, it could have been from somebody older. And it's like, as you look back on it, they'd be like, yo, that chick was a creep. But it's like, we don't get, we don't get groomed to think that. We get groomed to think, oh, no, nah, you was just getting pussy and, you know, you was learning because you messed with an older chick. But at the end of the day, she was a pedophile. She was a predator. Oh. She was so a predator. Like, yeah, so it's just like, even with my son, it's like I teach him, like, you know, as he get older, he's, you know, about to be 13, and it's just like, you know, he's getting around the age where I was doing stuff. I wasn't doing stuff with older female. I was doing stuff with you know, chicks around my age, but it's just like, you know, as you look at stuff that's, you know, popping up on the news as, like, you know, teachers fucking around with kids and, you know, even females. There's a lot of females that fuck around with, you know, their male students, so it's just like, you have to teach right. them early, like, this This is not right. Like, I'm not going to be like, yo, you know, give him a high five if, you know, he fuck a teacher because, like, at the end of the day, she's a predator. And that messes with a child's mind. So right. It's just like, you know, like, I'm not going to be excited that my son smashed his art teacher or some shit like that. I'm like, no, like, she was a whole, she was a predator. She took advantage of him. Because and it's he's horrifying still- to see comments on it online, right? When, uh, like, under these stories, when they break with these, uh, you know, like, 24-year-old teachers with 16 or 14-year-old students, and the men are like, what is he complaining for? What is he complaining for? I'm like, what do you mean, what is he it's complaining like, think, for? That's a child, about, bro. Yeah, like, I think we joke about it because, like, at the time when we were able to do it, like, some of us were already 18, like, 17, about to be 18 seniors. You'd be like, damn, you know, I wouldn't mind smashing, you know, my you know math teacher or some bullshit like that but it's just like these teachers are going after kids are like you know 13 14 years old so it's just like to me it's like it's weird like we were damn near adults when we were thinking about it but it's just like y'all going after like children children it's just like this shit's just like weird it's like 
they have husbands, families, all the shit. So it's just like, you know, you already surrounded by children all day and you going after, you know, another child is just, it's sick, you know, because right. it's just like, you know, you have to protect all your children. It's like, it's not just your daughters, it's your sons exactly. because you have female predators. So yeah. it's just like and you, you know, have male predators who prefer children think, as well who are not gay I, folks. I want people to understand that they are not gay if they're going after children of the same. Yeah, and it's like to like to me, I think I think they they just take it like so lightly when you know females go after you know when oh is a is a female teacher going after you know a, 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 another male or something like that. It's just like it's crazy. Like they'll get you two or three years in jail. Uh, they should get more than that. Like you're 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 damaging damaging a child you took advantage of a child that you were supposed to be you know teaching you know supervising and looking after just like you were their parent but you're sitting here taking advantage of it so it's, it's i try to teach all my kids i try to protect all of them because like people are just sick yeah they definitely are so we are so, so we're all in agreement that <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> we're all, we're all going to agree on that one. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. There's no yeah. other, there's nothing uh-huh. to disagree about. I, I think the way that we go about yeah. it, combating it, and I think what people are scared to do is really have honest conversations with their children about sex and about their bodies and about all that because it's uncomfortable. And I understand that. But children need to know what the boundaries are because they're going to be exposed to it. And you don't want media or their friends who know nothing to be their their authority on that set yourself up up as the authority if you're the parent in this situation that let them know they can come to you anything sex related i know it may be hard for some of the fathers out here but i have a good relationship with my father i was able to talk to my father about you know things that i was concerned about i was able to talk to my mother of course about everything make yourself the authority and they won't go looking for the answers anywhere else yeah talk to your kids i talk to all my kids even even when they don't want to talk like my mom was big on, my mom was big on that like I'm like I don't feel like talking she'd be like dinner table cuz we talking damn it you talk to the ones you don't claim to <laughs> <laughs> fuck them niggas i don't know them wow <laughs> no uh, i claim all my children that look like me so <laughs> no but uh i don't i don't know uh, like i don't uh, i don't go out there claiming that's what's not mine um no nah, but you know <laughs> for real, talk, to, uh, talk talk to your kids man like people like i think that's a, a a big problem i think we get so caught up in just taking care of our kids and not talking to them it's like you, you know you're doing everything for them it's just like you know they're fine and you'd be surprised like what kids have to say when you actually talk to them right, right. We, we view them as extensions of ourselves and i think that does a, a huge disservice to to children as well they do have to be their own fully formed individuals independent of us. And we can't look at them like, oh, well, oh, yeah, well, this is my child, my child, my child. That child is going to be an adult. And yeah. you're doing them a huge disservice by not preparing them for the reality of what we encounter, what they will encounter in their lifetime. Mm-hmm. All right, good conversation, guys. Good conversation. It was, man. It was. <laughs> we, um, yeah, so I'm glad that we all came to an agreement that, you know, the niggas need to die. And I'm all for it. Uh, y'all want to get into the the racist bastard that only got two, 22 and a half years somehow? Derek Chauvin. Derek, Derek what, what is Derek bitching? I don't know. <laughs> there you go. I like it. 
I like it. <laughs> 22 and a half years for blatantly killing a black man. That's just that's crazy to me. Like you got motherfuckers that got weed charges that got more years in I know, I know somebody that got weed charges that got 30 years, but, you know. I have it's disgusting, man. I have to speak from a neutral standpoint on this. Because even though he got 22, we can honestly say to each other that we didn't think he was going to get that much in the, in the beginning. I we can. He, I, I can agree with that. I, I didn't think he was going to get it I that. Think we, were, we were all setting up like no matter what, this is going to be some bullshit. Right. Yeah. And I, I'm not going to lie. 22, it's not enough, but it damn sure ain't what I thought. Because I was thinking, watch they piss us all off and give, us, give them 10. You know what? Like... This is my thing, though, and I, I can agree with that sentiment 100%, Bruce, but what kills me about that is the fact that there are black people online shaming other black people for not being grateful enough that he got the 22 years. No, I'm not fucking grateful. I'm not grateful for, for that. I'm not grateful for it. I, he, he needed to die for that. Like, it, it w- there was never enough time for me. I mean, that man's not coming back. He has no. children. He's not coming back. It, it's over. So by that token, he needs to go as well. And I'm I'm tired of being grateful for these these symbolic victories for these like little things. It, it's a frustrating experience watching it when I you know I've been doing this or I've been in activism since I was like maybe 16 years well exactly 16 years old. What pulled me into it is I started. Nigga, bye. I'm I'm 30. But <laughs> you 30. I'm 30. I am 30 years old. But what? Yeah, so it's half my life that I've been in this game, like actually doing organizing and fundraising and all of this. And what what really propelled me into the sphere of activism was my senior project, which I did on police brutality and pre Giuliani. Well, excuse me, uh, pre 9 11, like Giuliani's New York. So I I studied, I did some case studies. Baez, Abner Luima, Amado Diallo. This stuff never fucking stops. And these people never get properly charged. And it doesn't matter if it's overkill. It doesn't matter the brutality in which they take these men's lives or these women's lives in any case. If they're black, then the charges never stick. So 22 years, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm happy that he's getting some time. I'm happy that he's getting some time, but I'm tired of being grateful for the crumbs that this country gives black people. I'm, I'm tired of it. Like it, it, it's, it's never going to be enough for me. Like that yeah. man's children will always have to live without him. And Derek Chauvin's gotta, family should always have to live without him. I got an overly Dang. religious friend. I have an overly religious friend. And like he just says, you know, like it may not be this, but at least it was this, you know, what about his family? Yada, 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 you know, two wrongs don't make it right. And I, I correct them every time. I'm like, it don't, but it damn sure make us even. Right. Even. Yeah, my, right. Here's my thing. But hold on. Here's my thing. What does he mean by two wrongs don't make a right? What would believe. be wrong? But what would be wrong if Derek Chauvin got the death penalty? Like, how would that be wrong? In what he way? Believe, he doesn't believe a life for a life. Um. Well, you know, one of the Ten Commandments is "Thou shalt not kill." So clearly, you know. Something's going to come with consequences if you kill somebody. And 
in the Bible days, they did stone people to death for killing someone. But for know, every action, there's a reaction. <laughs> so, sir, what you did, you decided to I don't have your to... knee on a man's neck for. Thank you. What was it supposedly? It was at first. It was seven. It was seven nine minutes. And minutes. Many? It was Hold basically on. nine minutes. We're talking. We're talking about the original report. It was seven minutes, right? Seven minutes mm-hmm. and some odd seconds. It was eight forty-six. Eight forty-six. And then we saw the actual video, which bumped it up to another minute or so. Like, sir, See, like, there's no, there's no forgiveness. That man was clearly that. having a mental health crisis in that moment. Not just that, and he wasn't even violent with it. He wasn't even violent. I've seen violent mm-hmm. mental health crises. That was but normal. Man, he was having an anxiety attack. Why? Why I want this person gone, flat off at the face of the earth? I said it on the post. You have people yelling at you. The man is down. Like he's already down. You got four other officers. He's handcuffed and down. Get your knee off of his neck. That's all you had to do, bro. And you were literally. The nonchalant look that you're giving the entire That's what it was for me. It was a power play. He took pleasure in emasculating him. He took pleasure in his torture. Like he put his hands in his fucking pockets. I see that's that was the point for me. Right there, you can die. Right. I care. Agreed. But I did want to piggyback real quick off what you said about Giuliani's New York. Well, the NYPD was one of the biggest gangs. In America. <laughs> this is true. This is uh, very geez. true. <laughs> like I'm talking about it, it was it, at one point in time it got it got to a point where like crime in New York was so like low key because they knew if a cop got you it was over. Yep. <laughs> yep. I, I I just wanted to say that he did you I've been on it for a while uh, when it comes to these cases because it, it just shows you the callous nature of, of policing in this country. Like, our police, I, I don't even know what they're for at this point. I don't. And I'm not saying that in the sense of, um, of that. It, it's really property protection for the rich. They don't care about humanity. They're, they're not conflict resolvers. They're not any of that. Like, we need to invest more in our mental health well our healthcare system in general but a mental health in particular we need to invest more in social programs that prevent people from having outcomes like this and then we need to like you know leave police for what they're actually for solving fucking crimes like a a, a 20 dollar a counterfeit 20 dollar bill should not be enough for anybody to lose their life over it, I, I just can't and it shouldn't i want to i want to like piggyback on that to find out that the 20 was not counterfeit, don't you think that the clerks in the store, whatever, shouldn't they face some type of consequence as well? Uh, I agree. You know, we're, we're in an out for blood kind of situation here. So, uh, honestly, the, 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 <laughs> I would no, say the less evolved part of my brain says absolutely yes. But, like, the more I think about it, I mean, I've, I've been a cashier in my young days. Like, I, I know sometimes I've gotten it wrong. Sometimes I've looked at some shit like, why does shit feel like this? You know what I'm saying? They could have put fabric softener mm-hmm. and washed it in the laundry. You know what I'm saying? Like, things happen. So I don't want to say that, but like, they've called the police for other incidents. They, w- they would have had no fucking idea that it would go like this. Yeah, because yeah, that's my thing. Like, and, oh, and, but, but, 2020, 20, and 2019 till now, we can even go before that, based on just the history. I feel like if you call the police for anything, Anything at all. 
and it ain't something like it ain't guaranteed or something like that. I feel like the caller should get some type of penalty as well. Like the, the chick who called the police because motherfuckers is barbecuing outside. You should get like you should catch a fine for that. Like I want the police to take the information and treat it like a real crime and then get there and be like, bitch, we locking you up because you want to fuck made this call. Like, See, this is the thing about it, Bruce, though. The legal system is not specific. And the reason lawyers are paid so much by hours because a lot of our law is not written down in the books. It's set by precedent. If we set a precedent that, th- you know, that anybody who makes a false accusation gets this amount of time, that leaves a lot of fucking gray area for these lawyers to exploit. And yeah, that's the horrifying thing about it. That's the why we can't do that. We we can't, and that that puts victims at a at a disadvantage as well in situations because the burden of proof then becomes their fucking problem. No, I'm with you, but this is why I was talking about the the that whole uh, what's his fucking name, Juicy Smuley. Remember him? Juicy, Juicy Smuley. Yeah, that was his name. Juicy that nigga sound like a soft drink. <laughs> uh, so movie. That new juicy smoothie. Yeah. Like it's like your throat. <laughs> Pause. Pause <laughs> <laughs> the fuck out of that. But remember they was uh, talking about him, how, how the police was talking about charging him for lying. And I sat back, I was like, they won't do it. And he's like, well, I'm like, if they charge him for lying. Child. I was like, do you know how many cases they got to go back now? I'm like, for every woman who's ever had false rape accusations, for everybody who's made fake phone calls, everything down the line. Like, and then that, and then especially like, imagine the one that I just said, for the women who have uh, made false rape accusations, right? That which right is, let me, I have to interject. Anytime somebody says that, which is less than 3% of all victims that come forward, but please continue. No, no, I'm 100% with you, but this is what I was going to just uh, point to that. Mm-hmm. The ones that we know I, can't, I think I think her name is uh, Dickerson, Janet, Janet, Janice. The one who said that Cosby got her and then come find out like, nah, y'all, y'all never was in the room. You know, people like that. So let's just say we go with that and we start arresting the women who do the false, the false accusations. Now you just made it harder for the women who have been raped to come forward, because if it ain't ironclad, they're going to lock her up, which right. makes the whole situation worse. Right. Right. Well, and that's why I think we cannot legislate freedom or, or the end of oppression or even the end of violence. There's no way to actually legislate it. We do have to do is come together with community consciousness and decide what is OK and what is not OK. And that's going to involve a lot of critical thinking. And in this age, <laughs> this is why I say, you know, Bruce, and I had a conversation the other day. I said I kind of given up on it. In this age, critical thinking is rare. Nobody wants to to think from the other side. It's a lot of confirmation uh, bias. Nobody, you know, really wants to address their own dissonance when it comes to issues. So we can't have real conversations a lot of the time, not on a on a macro level. I think here, you know, like we're having a micro conversation. It's four individuals, five individuals on this call. And we can have this conversation and we know it's in good faith that we're talking about things and we're discussing solutions on a macro level. Identity politics get involved. I'm a woman. I am Muslim. I am a man. I am black. All of those things get involved. And the critiques that are being rightfully said then become an attack on someone's being. And that's how they're going to take it, even if that's not how it's meant. 
And that's why nothing gets changed. We cannot legislate these problems away. Rape is going to be a problem. It's always been a problem. Murder is going to be a problem. It's always been a problem. Racism is, is a problem. It will always be a problem because everybody practices a degree of tribalism. We like to save that word for Africa, but that's what we do all over the world. Until we get into the mindset that these are real issues hurting real people and society would be better overall. And we can even look at it selfishly. Society will be better for me the individual if we make these particular changes until we get on that kind of same wavelength. None of this is going to change. And I don't see that happening. Amen. Like, you be preaching sometimes, Sarah. I swear you like be it. preaching sometimes. I didn't have any beef with her. I like, I like, I like when she talks. She can't read half the time, but she be preaching some days. <laughs> oh, I can't read half the time. This is wild. It's that was okay. Wild. Snatch up my reading award from second grade. You aren't going to tell me. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm just saying. Like this. Go ahead, Bruce. No, I was gonna, this. I was like, did they really have those awards back in the day? They absolutely yeah, did. I was reading I at have... a college level in third grade. Right. I got my oh, awards. I'm proud of my shit. Let's go. <laughs> I was definitely tenth grade and second grade, nigga. I was lit. I was. Y'all bugging. Oh well, you was trying to beat niggas up all the time, so we understand. Mm-hmm. Listen, I was also trying to beat people up, but yeah, I was. Th- that's, that has nothing to do with my reading ability. I got beat. I got beat until I started reading better. (laughs) (laughs) Dead ass serious. My mom was not having having that shit. When she found out I was cheating on spelling tests, she whooped my (laughs) fucking ass. And she was like, Bro, I was, I had like, I had a science down. That nigga, like, I was, I I can't remember exactly what I was doing because, like, I got caught in second grade. And like when my mom found out, like I was like I was proud, like she had all my you know spelling tests on the fridge. She ripped all them shits down. I got my ass whooped. She was like, "You gonna get this shit straight?" Like, <laughs> like I got my yeah, I ass whooped. Like I got my ass whooped. And like in middle school, like I was in like um, I was in like one of them advanced classes because I scored high on like the citywide test. And I was like, "That's from all them ass whooping." Because like, my mom was just <laughs> my mom was just whooping my ass until I got it right. Like, I'm Do talking y'all about kids? I'm That's talking about question. Question. Like, y'all kids, though? Not anymore. Like, I wasn't just, like, haul off and punching my kid in the face. Like, oh, shit, go sweep the kitchen. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, like... My, like my, not, nigga. God damn. Yeah, like, my kids were... Like, my son was bad as shit for a while. And, like, he, like he's smart as fuck. Like, like, he's one of them kids that'll do all his work and then fuck with everybody in the class. And like he's so smart, it's just that the shit w- was easy for him. Cause so I was like, "What are you yeah, doing?" He, like he I was, you know, yeah. Like I would go to the school. Like I had to go to the school so many times. Like he was in um third grade. I could remember this teacher like it was yesterday. Her name was Miss Ben and Helly. Fucking country as shit. Looked like <laughs> a leather. Looked like a leather bag because she was tanning too much. But like, like he was giving this. Like he was giving this teacher. He was giving this teacher. And the bitch hell. Yeah, she was a Birkin. I don't want to know why. She was a Birkin in 109 degrees. The bitch was a Birkin. <laughs> she was a, she was Arizona Birkin. Like she was she was in that sun. But Miss Ben and Haley was like, "Yo, you got the sweetest son, but he just bad as shit." 
And like I was going to the school like every other week. He was just bad. And I was like, yo, what's wrong with you? He's like, I'm like I'm, I'm done my work. What am I what am I supposed to do? And I was like, yo, do some more work or something. But like he was he was like he was just too too smart. So like um like, like, like I just I you just, had to beat that ass, that's what you said. Yeah, like I had, like, okay. like I had to embarrass actually Let's get to it. <laughs> yeah, like with him I had to kinda like you know, with certain kids beatings don't help. And he was one of those kids like it don't matter how many times you're gonna give him a beat, he's gonna turn around and do the same shit. Cause you know, that beating wasn't that bad and it's probably not gonna get worse than that. That was his mindset. With him, I had to embarrass him. So it was just like, you know, guess what? You're gonna have a, an apology letter in front of the whole class. And that's what started to do it for him. But so you, you don't think it's a little bit wild though, like when it comes to like beating kids and shit, like I could kick a dog and go to jail for that shit, but like we could fuck kids up and like nobody nah, says nah, a word. Nah. No, no, that's, that's not true. No, that's 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 partly not true. It just depends. Like my baby mom right. used to report me to DSS, and she Jesus Christ, she, bro. Yeah, the reason she did that is because I had the upper hand on her. You know, I had the kids. Her life was shitty. She had to pay child support, so she would. Oh, let me call DSS randomly. They would come. <laughs> so that's that's not really a common case, though. Like, yeah, like they would yeah. pull up to the crib. They would ask the kids. They're like, yeah, like. It wasn't shy about it. Yeah, we get beans, but we get beans because we bad as shit. So the DSS worker be like, hey, like you disciplining your kids. You're not, they don't have any bruises on them. They're, they're, you're not, you know, breaking any limbs or anything like that. You're just disciplining. So I think it depends on how, I think it depends on how you discipline them. But like, even my mom would get on me because she a social worker. And I'm like, mom, you're the last person that should get on us because you was beating <laughs> for like, you were beating us with like high heel shoes. Anything that was an arm Anything length. Anything in the arm's just, length. Just, yeah, just you was just knocking us. Yeah. So it's just like, she was like, well, you know, nowadays, you know, kids call for anything and, you know, something can happen. I'm like, mom, like my I think, kid. I don't know, man. I think we have enough data to show that it, uh, you know, there are some negative impacts that come as a result of it. As a matter of fact, uh, there's Dr. Stacy Patton. She she has a good book on it called uh, Spare the Spare the Kids. And um, I mean, it talks about how they've done research, though, like even, you know, discipline, normal beatings that we got as children. If we had normal beatings, I don't, I'm not speaking on anybody else's situation, but it actually lowers IQ. It, it causes stress levels and cortisol levels to rise in the body and your body has muscle memory. So it yeah. enhances the fight or flight reflex in children, which makes them overall like it, it primes them for mental illness. I think we have to be real conscious in how we do that. It's no judgment to parents who be. I understand. Like I. I, I do understand the privilege I have as a, you know, a person who's a, a higher earner um, in this society that I, I really don't have, you know, like I, I don't have the same issues as a, a single mother of, you know, five children who has to keep them <laughs> the kids in line. Like I, I do get that about myself, but at the same time, like we, we have to understand that violence perpetuates violence in that way. I'm not saying like you know you were violent towards your kids, Mark. Like I'm not. Uh, no, not no, judging. Like I, like I, like I, I don't think beatings help. And I got to the point to where my kids yeah. were a certain age, and I was like, this shit not working because my kids were bad as shit. So, <laughs> like Stop my kids were bad. They, bad. they weren't bad. No, they were. They weren't bad. They were just like active and just like you know. Just and you daddy. were tired. Yeah, it's like just you. you know. It's just yeah, like you especially were like yeah, like especially Man, my daughters. Yeah, like no, especially like my daughter, especially my daughters, and it's just like 
daddy not gonna be this. Like, especially my youngest daughter. My youngest daughter just like took full advantage. She ain't even like, take you seriously no more. Yeah, That's how like, my son is with me. He don't take me seriously. I'd be like, boy, I'll, like, I'll throw this PlayStation out the window. He'd be like, no, you're not, sis. Like, yeah. she's so cool with and it. I'm like, yeah, he's right. just like, right. but see, the thing with that is though, like, you tell him I throw this shit out the window. You just gonna go buy another one. <laughs> I mean, actually, yeah, I, I particularly are. would not, but I also wouldn't throw it and out look, the window on some real shit. I'm not throwing it out the window. I, w- like I don't my, like wasting my money like that. Like if my you daughter, don't throw it out the window, his grandma or grandpa will. So it, that, I mean, they will definitely replace it. That's true. Yeah, my youngest daughter yeah. got cocky to the point to where she like, I'm the favorite, so you're not going to do that. And it's just like, mm. God, as yeah, a youngest so daughter myself, I, I feel yeah. like on a spiritual so level. Like, I'm the so you're not gonna do that. And like, do that. I think it's just because I bonded with her so much, because I basically raised her since she was born. So it's like I bonded with her so much. It's just like she we me and her just have a connection. Pretty much anywhere I go, you're gonna see her not too far from behind me. But it's just like like I was saying, like I don't really think beatings help. Um, you know, as like as they get older. Um, a pop, you know, as they get, as you know, as they're younger, you know, you pop the leg, you pop the hand, don't do that, blase, blase. But it's just yeah. like you have to find out what's important to a child. Like once exactly. I found out what was important to my kids, it's like, all right, you're not gonna have this, you're not gonna have that, and that's it. You're not gonna have it until you act right. And that's right. when my son started getting the shit straight. That's when my oldest daughter started getting her shit straight because my oldest daughter just was hell on wheels for like two years, and I was like, you know what, you're getting older. You're going to want a car. You're going to want a job. You're going to want a phone. You're going to want to talk to your friends. You're not going to be able to do that shit. You're going to be in your room until you're 18 if you keep acting the way you do. So like eventually, eventually, look eventually, at dad. Look at dad, yeah. y'all. Yo, look, dad got all the secrets. Bro, eventually she was like, all right, I'm going to get my shit straight because I'm going to have a boring ass teenage life and I'm not going to be able to do shit. So I haven't had yeah, a problem with her since. And this the same thing like Mark. This yeah. sounds like Mark all over again. Oh, I was hella wills. I already told my kids, y'all ain't got shit on me, bro. <laughs> my son is my son is me with bad vision. <laughs> I don't like nah man, like I he got a smart ass mouth, but he ain't nothing but five years old. So I'll be sitting back like like I'll say something every now and then, like, you know, I'm I'm feeding this, I'm feeding my, my daughter at the table and Maxwell's got like a little mess under him. I'm like, how in the hell does Bella you know, there's no mess over here, but you got to mess on you. Like, how is that happening? No hesitation. He's like, well, I mean, you're feeding her. And I'm just like, yeah. God, I mean, points <laughs> were made, though. <laughs> so, but like, like yeah. he he's like, bro, with- I'm, I'm five. Like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but, but he fires off like that. And I'm like, you know what? You got that off. So I don't even like, I don't, I don't get him for that. But then every now and then I just got to be like, yo, like, you chill out. <laughs> and I'm like, you can't say that. And he's like, well, well, why not? I'm like, He's like, well, you say it. I'm like, I can fight. <laughs> I'm like, I think that's the main difference with kids. They got mouth but can't fight. Yeah, I'm trying to tell him it's gonna you're gonna get to a point where you're gonna have to deal with the consequences of your mouth. And right. here's the yeah, thing. like if he gets if he gets beat up, if he gets beat up, you failed him as a father. So do you want that? Exactly. Exactly. No, but think about it. That's exactly what he said as well. Remember, I told you that time that you said it's your son to beat my son up. Facts. He will. No, he won't. But remember when you (laughs) said right. Hold on. Time out. Time out. Time out. Can 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 we? Can I put somebody on this? 
My son will wash this little nigga Max Will, man. Ooh, Jesus! Let's go! Let's do it. He better relax. My son been beating little kids up since forever. It's, your son ain't met my son. He, he don't want to meet my son, man. Relax. How, how, hold on, huh? How old are your sons? My son sucks. Damn it. I thought I was going to add my son to the mix. My, my son's son, about son. to be eight. I'll put my son on anybody, son. My son almost your son height, Mark. So it's it's whatever. How tall, how tall is your son? I don't know. That nigga big, though, for no reason. Yeah, my son is too big. Like, and that nigga five. And a, he's five eight and we're ten and a half. And he's probably like 120-something pounds. Son, Jesus Christ. Yeah, like, he eats too much. He got just hey, that, look. Mark. That's your size. That's wild. I'm actually hey, six look. foot. <laughs> hey, look. Hey, look. And I'm going to tell all y'all. I'm going to tell all y'all right now. This is how deep it get. Any one of y'all sons took off on my son. I'm hooking off on y'all kids. It's that deep. No, I will shoot you. I wish you were. I ain't worried about that. The man is still. Man is still. I I like the enthusiasm. I love the enthusiasm. Because then I get. I have to shoot you. No, I have to shoot you. Listen. I'm telling you now. I still got it. I'm telling you you now. I'm done with this. Let's not even put it on our kids. I'll fight all y'all. Bro, I'm bringing a foldable chair and a crowbar, so I'm going to (laughs) win. I don't care. All right, Mick Foley. Like, this is come out everywhere, like, ready with the WWE shit. Mark keep a leotard under his clothes at all times. This nigga ready.